Science and Technology. What is up? Welcome to Steampunks. I'm Emily, the number one fan of Zach. And I'm Zach, number one fan of Emily. Gross. <laughs> We're back. Mostly. Mostly. Of all of us. Most are back. of all of our bones are in the right place. <laughs> if you're hearing this, this file is uncorrupted. It's, we, it's, it's been an experience. It's ready to go. <laughs> We're all positive and happy. Everything's great. Everything's great. We're going to learn about some steampunks. Yeah. Yeah. We're, you know, we've been gone a little bit. A little bit. For just a little. There was that year. That it, one year. What was it that everyone loved and was great? Uh, t- 20, 2012. 2020. Anyway. <laughs> We've done some soul searching, we've done some thinking, and a lot of what was causing the anxiety of like doing the show was we had our own self-imposed, super rough rules as to who a steampunk was, how much info we had to know. Yeah, everything we just... Were had rules on, and that's no fun. And it's it's like, you know, of course we want to bring you all the best info and the best show, but... There's so many currently living steampunks that might not have had all of the things we normally look for. There's so many, you know, from the annals of history that don't have as much research behind them. And mm-hmm. we want to talk about them, too, even if we don't know everything. And yeah, so and, uh, part of it, too, is just like, like you were saying, with uh, people still alive and just people who don't have much history mm-hmm. is like... We would want to do a whole episode on them, but we literally can't. And and so this time we went in thinking, well, let's just grab a couple and we'll start with this recent person. Mm. And then it turned out we had enough for a whole episode anyway. So, uh uh-oh, whoopsie. (laughs) Whoopsie doodles. We we did it. But sometimes we might come in with like uh, three or four people we got some facts on and, you know, we can always pull one of those out and do their own episode if, mm-hmm. if we feel the urge. We just, we're looser, we're chiller, yeah. we're more, we're, we're more gonna try to figure it go out. with the flow. Um, we had a couple recorded and they died, <laughs> but we're here now and that's what matters. <laughs> that's what matters. <laughs> so let's do this thing. The first little difference is this week... I'm wearing glasses. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> uh, Get them. Nope. The, the other ear. No, that's how you wear glasses, right? <laughs> I'm glad we're doing a visual bit. Visual for this bit. It's audio. so funny. He like tried to put my glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> it works, doesn't it? Okay, that's cute. Ooh, that really is cute. It's but cute, I can though. Not see anything. No, not even. Neither can I give them back, please. <laughs> so it, it actually may have been really, really gross. <laughs> so. Zachary has the metaphorical glasses on this week. (laughs) And he's going to be teaching me about a wonderful modern steampunk. Uh, Take it away. All right, so I'm in the driver's seat. How how do you put this thing in drive? I have no idea. (laughs) 
think you put on the the gas first. All right, hello. Hi. <laughs> I know cars. <laughs> Who are we learning about? Uh, we are talking about Lynn Conway. Ooh. She is pretty awesome. Uh, she is a computer scientist trans woman. Awesome. Love it. Uh, and uh, she has done a lot of stuff. And we're going to go over that today. Cool. What kind of stuff? Well, just, uh, let's see. Let's just start from the beginning. A very um, good place to start. When we, da, 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 we da, begin da, with A, B, C. <laughs> when we sing, we begin with When Was She Born? <laughs> it's really funny we, when we make the bits quiet because we're unconfident about ourselves. <laughs> so nobody gets to hear the funny. You gotta listen for the funny. You gotta really tune in. <laughs> you, you really gotta want the humor. Okay, come on, come on, come on. Where was she born? <laughs> Tell me. <sighs> well, she was born January 2nd in 1938. Aries? Is that Aries? I'm going to look up if that's Aries. Keep going. <laughs> Are you talking astrology? Maybe. Continue. <laughs> she was born January 2nd, 1938 in White Plains, New York. Not much is known about this time. It's uh, not Aries at all. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I got a clean take a second time. Let's Capricorn. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> not much. <laughs> I hate you. I love you. No, you do. Not much was known about this time, as uh, she did not like talking much about pre-transition times. Understandable. Of course. (laughs) Uh, But um, we did know that she did uh, get some immense gender dysphoria. And uh, in the 40s and 50s, gender identity was not. (laughs) Gender identity was, boy, you are a boy. (laughs) Go play with trucks. Go go get the ball and throw it far. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Not to make light of how horrible that must have been. No, absolutely not. Uh, Yeah, the 50s was not a great time for, for that kind of thing. No. But uh, we did learn that that, uh, she went to MIT in 1955 to uh, 58, but sadly did leave in despair after uh, she tried medically transitioning for the first time. Um, The medical climate was not... Not in 58, no. (laughs) Um, And that's... Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, like... Just having to deal with the issues alone is hard enough. Now imagine actually trying to go through and fix it and nothing mm-hmm. And no one believes you. No one wants to help. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that did take her a bit to uh, uh, get through. but Get she, back into it. Yeah. But she did end up uh, going to Columbia University uh, School of Engineering and Applied Science. Smart. <laughs> and she did get a BS and an MSEE degree uh, in 1963. Very smart. <laughs> um, 
So then in uh, 1964, she joined the IBM team. Okay. And uh, she was going to be working on the supercomputer. Uh, okay, so 64, you said? Yes. Uh, she worked there until 1968. Nice, building supercomputers and stuff. Yeah. And that was back when they were still like a room. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> this was uh, partially part of um, where her studies went into uh because you know with these supercomputers they had to have so many specialized parts to Uh them and uh just they were room size just literal space requirements yeah you you could not make them smaller so uh she was uh working on that uh but um in 1968 she wanted to she talked to her bosses uh saying that she wanted to transition uh try it again you know and they fired her. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Great. Cool. They awesome and cool. <laughs> they did not apologize for that until... Looking that up real quick. I'm going to say 2015. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. I know you have it in the notes, but I didn't read it. <laughs> oh, you are far generous. Oh, no. 2020. Oh, uh, that one... You know, the year, everybody. <laughs> that year? They waited that long. <laughs> they they wanted, they're like, well, we can do one decent thing, I guess. Like, thanks, but wow. <laughs> we can do a check mark here. <sighs> anyway. Love it. What'd she go next? What'd she do next? Uh, so then she uh, went into uh, to work for Memorex after she did get a start transitioning. Okay. Uh, she was able to go, quote, unquote, stealth mode. Yeah, so she just um, new town, new people. Exactly. Hello, um, I am Lynn. So for our listeners that don't know, uh, stealth mode uh, is when pers- a person who is trans is uh, able to to quote unquote pass as their gender and And they just don't disclose to anyone and everyone like hey i used to not be this yeah and some people you know like if if you ask them they'll tell you some people even her i believe for a long time even if they would have asked she wouldn't have would have just denied it yeah and for safety reasons yeah i mean she has direct evidence (laughs) (laughs) exactly um, but so during this time, uh, she didn't do much. She was working at Memorex and, uh, was a digital system design and computer architect from 1969 to 1972. Cool. Then, uh, finally in 1973, this is where she, uh, gets her big job. Yeah. <laughs> big job. So, uh, she starts working at Xerox and, uh, this is where she is put on the multi-project wafers team. Wafers? And, did I say Waffers. No, but wafers is a fun word because, like, cookies. They're, they're yummy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, multifunctional wafers? I don't like doing something you know stuff on because if you, you do I don't a reaction, know this like. Stuff. Okay, but. <laughs> I do software. I just type words into the things that she built. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> So uh, she was a part of the multi-project wafer team that led to the VLSI chip design. So this is what I was kind of alluding to with the supercomputer talk. So um, what she did, uh, from what I could tell, I'm 
not the best <laughs> uh, knowledge person in this. I but... can at least tell you if it sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, she was able to put a lot of the different components that supercomputers needed to be separate onto a chip. Um, basically, micro-designed them. Okay. And uh, was able to, like, it, it wasn't just a single chip design. It, it made it, she made it modular. Sweet. Um, basically allowing, like, this can go here, but also this could go there. Ba and based on will... the kinds of things you need this computer to mm -hmm. compete. Yeah, so really allowing for different designs. And... and so that brings it from, you know, a big room with 600 chambers to a chip with 600 pieces yeah and like sure the the chips were probably a lot bigger yeah this time, <laughs> but it it really was the design that it, so many people were saying like led to even just the internet yeah like, it's why we have the things we have we could not have a cell phone if it had to be <laughs> the size of a the room. size of a room <laughs> well we could have like cars then that were just their only thing was... Is that what car phones were? Just big phones? <laughs> that also were able to drive. That they just put wheels on. <laughs> so uh, she also then uh, was an associate professor of electrical engineering and computer science at MIT in 1978. Okay, okay. And uh, this, uh, it was just a one-year thing, but it she basically created a new methodology of teaching um, in these subjects that basically became one of the worldwide standards. So she not only created the chips, but she also <laughs> taught an entire generation of, of chip perfectors. Yes. <laughs> Literally creating like the initial point in the learning tree. Yeah. You know? Of like, this is how we do VSLI? VLSI. VLSI chips. Yeah. Let's go. It's wild. Like, <laughs> Let's make them tinier. My teacher was this person who was taught by this person who was taught by Lynn Conway. Like, literally. <laughs> That's such a music kid way to think of it. <laughs> I... <laughs> I had I had a piano teacher that was like I was taught by someone who was taught by someone who was taught by Mozart's student and it was like what I I was uh, taught by um, a the saxophone professor at BG who is taught by somebody who is taught by I think there was one more chain taught by somebody who was taught by Adolf Sax the creator of the saxophone <laughs> literally like three. Yes, that's why it's a saxophone. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> Hi, welcome to our side uh, tangent uh, sax talk. Here. <laughs> we might need to make this PG-13 for doing some sax talk here. <laughs> anyway, so Lynn, she was... Amazing. The first created the chips, created the people who will make the chips even better. She also probably also made them better at some point. I don't know. Yeah, she she like, did a lot with the, the designing cool. and trying to be able to just push forward. Um, then also... Uh, in the early 1980s, uh, she did leave uh, Xerox to join DARPA, which is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. DARPA. A and, you know, uh, I had a little bit of like, oh, come really? Oh, dang. Military. 
But what I saw was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. She definitely had a theory, or arguments at least, where, yeah. you know, uh, if you have to fight, and sorry, this is a direct quote, yes. uh, quote, if you have to fight, and sometimes you must, in order to deal with bad people, history tells us that it really helps to have the best weapons available. And, and like, that makes sense, because if you let the bad people come up with more advanced stuff, then you mm-hmm. can't deal with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just uh, on the home front, if you let a bad American make mm-hmm. it, it will then be turned into a bad weapon outright. Yeah. Having somebody who is can at least at the beginning morally have... And this is for defense. Yeah. Like, it... I, I, I was able to at least see past it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But then uh, in 1985, she joined the University of Michigan as a professor of electrical engineering and computer science, where she worked until retirement in 1998. Beautiful. Yeah. So um, she definitely had a busy life just as a worker. Mm -hmm. Um, But (laughs) she did have some uh, outside life uh, happenings, too. Yeah. Also happened to do with her uh, professional life. Because on top of being, you know, electrical engineer mastermind, she was also a trans activist, is also a trans activist, like now, still. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting how it came about, Um, because I believe it was while she was working at Xerox, some, or IBM, was starting to release research that was being done. Under her dead name. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, yes, she could have absolutely just let it pass. Uh, she, But then, like, she did those things. Yeah. That's her credit to be had. It, it was absolutely stunning things that she did. And she was like, no, I, I can't anymore. This mm-hmm. is my stuff. And so she started being an, a trans activist. And holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> um. Basically, uh, she began to come out uh, and she quickly became an advocate for teaching and helping other transgendered folk and even created a website for support that basically gives current news and just advice in almost every language. Love it. Um, Yes. Trying to make sure that with the internet, you know, you have access to everything and here it is Mm -hmm. in an easy to get package. And like, you know... elders in the lgbtq community are hard to come by for a lot of reasons absolutely and to be able to have that kind of role model in steam Mm -hmm. saying i did this i survived here's help for you yeah that's just like i love it (laughs) absolutely um it's really cool. She was uh, one of the first members of the all transgendered cast of the Vagina Monologues. Yes, I love it. <laughs> uh, I just love very technical people just going and doing art, mm-hmm. and it's very good. <laughs> it's almost like steam, <laughs> right? Oh my god! Hey, it's for <laughs> art, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but also, uh, one of the biggest things she did for the transgendered community, uh, it was, uh, she went with a, a partner, um, to argue 
uh, in front of the Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers mm-hmm. uh, for the inclusion of uh, trans-friendly uh, code of ethics. Okay. Basically, the, the coding to make sure that they were included yep. and that mm-hmm. uh, they weren't forgotten about. Yeah, and you need it in black and white. Yeah. Like, I mean, especially in the science community, mm -hmm. because, like, literally it is, all right, here's the evidence. Like, all right, evidence. There it is. I love that. Amazing. Yeah. And she definitely won a lot of big awards. Um, I'm not quite educated enough to know the extent, (laughs) but definitely make sure to check them out. Uh, Definitely look up uh, info on her. She's a wonderful person, and I wish I could tell you more, but... But you know her stare, bleh, her, bleh. <laughs> but you know her story is still going. So yeah, she may be retired, but she is still fighting to this day, and she's still an activist and, and still amazing and awesome. Yes. And I love her. Amazing, so good. I'm gonna say amazing one more time. Amazing. I will say I did forget she met Charles Rogers in 1987, Aww. and they married in 2002. Good. And uh, they just love to whitewater canoe Aww. and motocross race. Oh, they're hardcore, right? It's like, <laughs> uh, can I go hang out with y'all? Right? You that sound amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, thank you for teaching us all about her, Zach. Yeah. Uh, you were so good. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're back, y'all. and We did it. We did it. It's going to be new and exciting and great. And now that Zach's bones are set correctly in his hand. Ish. And <laughs> ish. We're getting there. And we got our setup all figured out. And these files are not going to be lost and corrupted. No. They I won't. We'll be back in a couple weeks with more steampunks for you. Woo! Um, so, we're a part of the Pocket pa- Pack Podcast Network, and we're bringing you quality content right to your pocket. Pocket Podcast! <laughs> so, we're a part of the Pocket Podcast Network, bringing you quality content right to your pocket. Check out the other shows like Green Mountain Mysteries, Cult Classics is a great one. Uh, Pokemakers Pokemakers doing some cool things. That's the fact. Sorted. Home viewing. No dice. It's all good. It's all great. Go check them out. All of it, please. Uh, follow us at Steampunks Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow me personally at Shockin underscore Awesome. It's in the show notes. <laughs> and thanks to the band The Crips for the use of the song Marie Curie for our intro and outro. I'm Emily. And I'm Zach. Wear your mask. And get your vaccine. And keep flying, you beautiful, majestic, steam-powered horses. Me! <laughs> <laughs> Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.